Welcome back to the Track Kitchen. We've got some fun stuff we're going to talk about in today's show. We've got a, a very special to me guy in horse racing in, in Ken Ramsey and, and his story and how he came into prominence into horse racing is just incredible. You know, being a Lexingtonian and growing up here, you know, you get to know a lot of people in and around this industry, and uh, we we called them growing up blue bloods. Obviously, Ken's not one of those. He's a hard scrabble guy that is really uh, pulled his bootstraps up and came from the coal mines of Kentucky, basically down near Barberville, to to become a, a huge force in the thoroughbred industry. And it, his story is absolutely amazing. He's had some fantastic winners all over the world. It is our pleasure to bring in. Ken Ramsey, the owner of Ramsey Farm and one of the most successful owners, breeders that's going I'm having trouble business. hearing you. Can you get a little closer to the mic? Yes, sir. Mr. Ramsey, how are you? Very good. Very good. Looking forward to the interview. Well, thank you. Hey, uh, today, I guess, congratulations. You win the first race over at Ellis Park with Eagle Eye, a two-year-old there. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Wesley Ward texts me and... Um, Give me a familiar refrain, he said, and nobody claimed him. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't our best bet today. We thought we'd win up at uh, Saratoga today in the ninth race with a horse called Ramsey Solution. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, what uh, Wesley said to me reminded me of a story of Bobby Frankel. I don't know if you want me to start telling stories or not. You want to hear this one? Sure, go right ahead. <laughs> well, Bobby Frankel was uh, not only one of my best friends, but to a, probably the best trainer I ever had trained precious kitten for me who uh, he got her sold for me for five million dollars and a whole lot of more good horses but anyway the story i want to tell you concerns my derby horse 10 cents a shine uh, d wayne lucas uh, trained him for me and uh ran him in the derby and i think he runs seventh or eighth or whatever anyway didn't didn't run up the track too badly but anyway did not win anyway he got hurt so when he came back i gave him to bobby frankel so uh, Bobby Frankel called me up for his ready to run and said, uh, Ken, I'd like to run this horse for a $40,000 claimant over at the Saratoga. And I said, Bobby, I can't run my horse for $40,000 I run the Derby. That looks too bad. And he said, look. I said, what if somebody claims him? He said, nobody will claim this horse. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I said, let me think it over. So I thought it over, talked it over to the wife, and she said, if he thinks he can win, let him run it. So anyway, we ran it. And I wouldn't be telling the story except that one easily and as many grade ones stake winners as Bobby Frankel had and as many winners he had for me, he never hugged my neck or showed much emotion after any of them. In other words, you know, the usual routine, congratulatory, shake hands and all that. But I'll never forget it. I walked into the winner's circle with him with at, uh, at Saratoga and I'm leading the horse in. And he, and he, and he grabbed, grabbed me, and he said, uh, and nobody claimed it. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Never forget it. Nobody claimed So anyway, we got a nice little starter allowance horse now for running down at 16000 for uh, Ellis Park today, and he won by, I don't know, seven or eight lengths. Eight one lengths, easy. yeah, one easy. Well, listen, you, you know, you've won three Breeders' Cups, four times Eclipse for Outstanding Owner, two-time Eclipse Outstanding Breeder. You won the Dubai World Cup. You've done everything in horse racing but one thing. And I know it is it is the one carrot that you still can't tackle, and you just mentioned it, the Kentucky Derby. What would it mean to you to win that race? Well, I'll tell you what. If I won the race, I'd put it on my epitaph on the tombstone, on my, on my tombstone. Uh, 
I've cherished that race, and also my other, uh, other one on the bucket list is winning a race over at Royal Ascot. Mm-hmm. But I've got Wesley Ward now training for me, so I think we'll eventually get that one done. The Kentucky Derby, I don't know, but that would be um, that would be uh, my, my legacy, I guess, if I could pull that off. And um, I don't want to talk about a legacy because, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> on, on, the, on, the, on the legacy deal, deal you're talking about, uh, you know, what you're going to leave behind after sure. everything is said and done. And uh, I've still got uh, more rivers to cross, more mountains to climb. And uh, although I am watching more, I'm, I'm watching less sunsets now. <laughs> and, and I mean, watching more sunsets now and eating less sun, eating, eating less ice cream. But um, <laughs> that, that would be the cherry on the cake if I could pull that one off. Did you ever imagine that a fellow from Artemis, Kentucky, could be to the point where you are now. Well, you've got you got to pronounce it correctly. It's called Artemis. Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, uh, I, I know Barber. Well, I, I knew Barberville. I didn't know Artemis. I've, I've always dreamed big. Whether, no matter what I was doing in life, uh, whether it was uh, you know, if I got a challenge, for example, I'll never forget. My daddy told me said uh, I ended up first day of my senior year in high school. I didn't realize that I was ahead for valedictorian. But anyway, the class sponsor said, uh, I want to give you all the updates on uh, the points for valedictorian in the graduating class, and said, Kenneth is one half of a point ahead of Jewel Payne. So that didn't mean all that much to me. But um, anyway, I went home and told my dad about it, and he says, tell you what, son, you win that, beat him out, and uh, I'll give you $50. Well, that was a challenge. So long story short, I made straight A's my senior year in high school, and my competition, Jewel Payne, also made straight A's. But at the end, I was a valedictorian by one half of a point. <laughs> I won it by nose, but that doesn't make any difference. I got the scholarship to go to Union College and a few more allocates about it. But anyway, that was a challenge. <clears throat> In 2017, I know you're starting to pair back now, but you had 630 horses on farm. You had 400 in racing. You produced about 100 foals a year. I mean, those numbers are simply staggering. They are staggering, and it was too much, uh, costing too much. I got to the point where it become a work uh, habit instead of uh, you know in, enjoying it. So I'm, I'm cutting back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm now down to 380-some. And uh, my game plan now is I'm selling all of my yearlings out of Keelan and Fasig Tipton this coming fall. I probably won't get them all sold. I'll put an RNA on some of the, the very best ones. Uh, and I've got some really good ones I'll be selling out there. I've got a, I got a Curlin I'm selling. I've got an Arrogate. I've got a Gunrunner, two Frosteds, a Nyquist, Kitten's Joy. I'm selling some like Speedy Solution, a horse mm-hmm. that just won for me out at uh, Keeneland. Yep. And uh, clinch my 33rd winning owner's title out there. Uh, I'm selling a three-quarter sister tour at Fasig Tipton, and I'm selling a three-quarter brother tour out at Keeneland in the in the short uh, short sale in January. So, and Speedy Solution broke a track record out here at Keeneland uh, last week or week before last. So, got some good ones I'll be selling, and uh, take some money off the table and uh, get it down to quality instead of quantity and try to win that derby in the race over Royal Ascot, and who knows? As Jim Elam, I mean, Jim Perry will tell you, maybe a fourth one down at Barbados, try to win a Barbados Gold Cup. <laughs> Sir David Seal uh, runs a show down there, and he's uh, just gave a million dollars to the track 
uh, garrison racetrack down there. So maybe they'll increase the purses a little bit. That's the only thing wrong with it now. You have to win the thing to break even. But uh, anyway, we sure enjoy having a good time down there, don't we, Jim? Absolutely, Ken. I can, I can <laughs> tell you, we, uh, I've been fortunate enough to have you as a friend, a mentor, and a boss. And we've had good funds together. We started out with um, <clears throat> borrowed money. I borrowed $5,000 off one of my uh, classmates in, in real estate school to get started on guy named Wilbur Burns, and uh, we ran from that up to we become the leading uh, realtor in Lexington. We are the leading realtor in Lexington on volume sold, dollar sold, and all that for 17 consecutive months. I kind of got a little burnt out on it and got involved in something else. But uh, anyway, uh, I enjoy a challenge, whether it's real estate or trying to be valedictorian of the high school class or winning, um, you know, my 33rd leading owner's title over at Churchill Downs. I thought that was a milestone this past year. I, uh, this uh, this spring, I won my 500th uh, race over at Churchill Downs. And to put it in kind of perspective, the person who's in second is W.T. Young with Stormcat uh, fame over at uh, uh, <clears throat> Overbrook Farm. And he only has won 200 and some. So we've now won 504 over there. So anyway, the beat goes on. Uh, we're not uh, not finished yet got a few more races to win in addition to climbing more mountains you know ken uh, when you touched in barbados too i i like to say also i had the honor to be the only person that legged you up on the back of a horse in the uh, caribbean sea <laughs> well that that uh I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on that horse bareback and that 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 sort of went viral all over the country but uh they treat us well down there and uh the beautiful country uh couldn't be treated any and I guess one of my most, my most proud tro- trophies, in addition to having three Barbados Gold Cups, is having that trophy that the people of Barbados gave me for what they call being an ambassador down there by talking about them and, and, getting, up and getting some interviews down there and getting them on television. So it's a great place to go, wonderful vacation resort. I know the COVID thing has uh, shut it down and they're hurting down there, but uh, maybe we can get, get back down there in, in 2021. I'd like to take another horse down and do it one more time absolutely i think also one one of the things they told us the early this morning that david seals helped range the financing for the new uh, barbados gold and uh, barbados turf club it's going to uh, go under lights they're going to uh, start night racing which brings in a whole different tourist crowd and you don't compete with the beaches so um, i think they're looking forward to you maybe coming back down we'll look at it and i think you need to get another trophy in that that case uh, uh four would be the nat- perfect match okay. wouldn't it <laughs> Or be the first match. I, I enjoy being the leading owner no matter where it is. Um, after winning that one down in Dallas Park today, since we're not going to Saratoga uh, due to the COVID and no spectators up there, and they, uh, you know, cut the purses on us. So um, and since Churchill Downs is going to be having having their uh, Kentucky Derby the first Saturday in, in September, I'll probably try to uh, increase my ownership and uh, another, another leading owner title over there before we phase everything out so may try to start one down at uh, ellis park since we won the first race down there today so easily we're speaking with ken ramsey of the ramsey farm ken i i know you love telling stories and you mentioned kittens joy before and and that's kind of the the horse that brought you to prominence but i i think the story 
behind Kitten's Joy and his progeny is is the biggest story. He was a, a great turf horse, but others didn't want to breed to Kitten's Joy because they wanted a dirt horse. So you said, you know what? Fine, I'll just go out and buy myself about 100 mares and breed my own horses with Kitten's Joy. And you started basically your own line that was fantastic and still is. That's that's true. I had uh, I had three good horses that year. All three of them was Grade One winners, and all three of them ran in the Breeders' Cup out at Remington Park. I had one called Nothing to Lose, trained by Bobby Frankel, and then I had Kitten's Joy, and I also had uh, uh, um, a big horse um, I sold over in Japan. Uh, having a memory loss here. <laughs> Anyway, roses in May, roses my God, yeah. roses in May. So the Japanese wanted to buy roses in May and Kitten's Joy, and I did a little pedigree work, and I thought that uh, roses in May, although it wanted to do buy a World Cup for me and the most money, Kitten's Joy had the best pedigree. In other words, he was about five, six champion sires in a row, mm-hmm. and uh, the grade one winners on the dam side really really stood out, so I thought he was better. So anyway, sold the sold uh, roses in May to, Kit, to uh, Japan, and they had a big yen for him, and I got a lot of yen out of him. So I took that money and, like you say, claimed a bunch of horses. And uh, he's, he's, he changed everything. In other words, that kitten's joy has brought family memories uh, to the family that will forever be <clears throat> shared and talked about. He's put me in the, in the limelight. I met uh, movers, shakers, business tycoons, shakes, the queen, uh, taking taking me all over the world. I've been to Dubai, to London, to Rome, to Barbados, to Canada. Uh, won the uh, you know the big big race up in Canada, the Queen's Plate. Uh, all these are primarily as a result of Kitten's Joy, and he's still going strong. Uh, had the full book of Myers out of Hillendale this year. John Secura has done a great job with him, and got a lot of more contacts. His offspring have become a star over in. Uh, stars over in europe he had roaring lion the champion over there a couple of years ago and this year he's got the grade one winner uh kamiko uh won the uh 2000 guineas and uh went off the favorite in the english derby however it didn't work out because they got a <laughs> adrian o'bine had a what we call a rabbit over here they called him a pacemaker the pacemaker got out and opened up i don't know 10 lengths and stayed out there so didn't do any good in that but I think what speaks highly of Kitten's Joy is the fact that out of his, I think he's had about 14 stake winners, grade ones. That's the grade one stake winners. And only two of them have come out of stake winning Myers. Wow. And that's uh, Oscar Performance and uh, and a horse uh, that's uh, standing at stud now. Uh, so anyway, and, and then just Kamiko, he come out of a grade one Myers. So he's a once-in-a-lifetime horse, once-in-a-lifetime. And he's still going strong. Well, I know you like to tell stories about this, and you and Sarah have known each other since you were little kids, basically your whole lives, and Kitten is her nickname, correct? That's right. Growing up, I mean, going with her, I called her, her name is Catherine, Sarah Catherine, but all of her close friends called her Catherine, and uh, her nickname was Kitten, so I called her Kitten, so when uh, we first started out, she had her stable and I had mine. We sold the uh, uh, telephone market and got a little, a few shekels out of it. So we decided to go into horse business, not on the scale that we're in now. She didn't anticipate it was going to get that big. But anyway, she had her stable and I had mine. And the very first year we won, 
I don't remember exactly how many races. Let's say I won three races and she won three races. Well, neither one of us got the leader and owner over at Churchill Downs. But we won, say, three apiece over there. But if we had combined forces, we would have, would have been going for our 34th owner's title this year instead of 33rd. So uh, we said, hey, you know, let's join forces. So we did. She had her silks and I had mine. So we combined them both and put the big red R on the back. So uh, it's now just, uh, you know, the Ramses and that's it. And I think the silks have become familiar all over the world. We're very proud of them. I know she means so much to you and to the farm, doesn't she, Sarah? Well, she's the reason Kittens Joy is still over here because uh, it came out of her mare, Kittens First. So she actually, it was her horse. And then uh, I uh, thought he was being <clears throat> neglected and uh, not appreciated here in the United States because none of the offspring was selling for what they wanted to sell them for and still aren't. In other words, the guy bought uh, this chemical. He paid $90,000 for him. Roaring Lion, I think he paid seventy five and took him to Europe and, and got two champions over there with him. So anyway, uh, I cut a deal with a lady over in uh, Sweden, uh, Kristen. I sold him to her, uh, and but I didn't realize that my wife was not going to sign the paperwork. So I come home and told her what I'd done. She said, hey, we're not selling that horse. Long story short, I called the people over there, and I said, look, what do I have to do to get out of my verbal contract? We hadn't signed anything, and they said, we understand. So I gave the, gave the agent a breeding a season that year in Kittens Joy for his commission and gave the other lady that bought the horse, too, so, and, and agreed to uh, later on to sell her, sell her a horse that's over there now, uh, Bobby's Kitten, who uh, won a grade one stake race for us. So worked out well in the end. He's still over here. Uh, doing a great job out John Secura's Hill and Dale Farm, so uh, we're happy. Happy with ha- happy he's going well. We still own a piece of him, still breeding to him. And when his racing days are over and he taxes in his chips, we'll bring him home and bury him here on the farm alongside a, of a couple more we got that we very proud of. Also, <clears throat> can you mention that farm? And I, I know you used to do this, and I don't know if you still do, but. You raise your, your, your stock there in, in their natural environment. Do you still do that where you, they're outside most of the time? They're in the fields. Uh, you know, you know, they get to, it give, builds up stamina and toughness in them. Absolutely. None of our horses are brought in any time at all, except unless we have an ice storm or something. They run out. They got the icicles hanging out of their whiskers in the wintertime. We don't have any uh, city water on the farm. All the city water was taken out. I have all springs, the limestone springs, real crystal clear that goes to all the fields, either by gravity fed or else I uh, got it pumped to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we raise them tough and they run tough, especially on the dirt. I mean, especially if the kittens always on the on the uh, on, on 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 the uh, on, on the turf. That's why I enjoy going down on my favorite racetracks down at uh, down at Kentucky Downs, where the uh, uh, the purses are the highest. <laughs> and the takeout is the lowest, and the fields are the fullest. And I'd managed to win five consecutive leading owner titles down there, but I stumped my toe last year because those kitten joys really love that turf course, and that's that's one reason why I think they like it because they're they're raised tough. They like running up and down the hills, and uh, it just it just suited for them. That, and that's why they're so good over in the, over in England. And, and Ireland and France and places like that, they 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 got they got the stamina and they're, they're bred well and they run they run tough. Anything else other than the Kentucky Derby that you still want to accomplish in racing? 
Well, I probably run out of owners' titles, but uh, uh, <clears throat> I'd like to win another Barbados Gold Cup, and of course, there's a there's a few few more classics I'd like to win. I've I've run in all the classics. I bet the best I had so far was one I named after my grandson Nolan, uh, Nolan's cat. He ran third in the Belmont, and uh, we ran in the Preakness with ten cents of shine. But Jerry Bailey had to pull him up. That's when he got hurt in the Preakness. So like to win another classic, but uh, the primary uh, objective is the Breeders' Cup. I mean, not to uh, not to win Breeders' Cups too, but the Kentucky Derby and and the Wesley Ward has promised me he's definitely going to get me a stake win over Royal Ascot. We need to win one uh, while the Queen is still around. Enjoy it, and I hope to go over there next year to to lead one in at Royal Ascot. That would be the that would be the uh, climax of my trips over in England. That's awesome. Ken, I can't thank you enough for taking your time your Saturday. I know that you are our official first horse farm owner on our first first show that we've got. And, uh, you know, our premise of this is like you're sitting around the track kitchen. Uh, obviously, Jeff is a professional. Obviously, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't thank you enough. I know I, I had to convince you that, that what our our uh, objective was, and, and I, I it really warms my heart that you took time to, to come on the show with us. Well, Appreciate doing it. Appreciate all you've uh, helped me out in the past. Uh, I don't know if y'all know it or not, but uh, Jim is also selling some of our horses, trying to find another another place for them to retire and become jumpers or steeplechase horses or whatever if they don't fit well on the dirt or on the grass or whatever we got for them here. And we got our own little retirement program. I've got one, uh, uh, Sir David, uh, Sir, uh, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Sir Dudley Diggs, named after one of my ancestors that won the queen's plate for me and also won down in barbados and he won down and down at kentucky downs for us so he won the the old folks home down at uh down there so they're going to be retiring uh out, out at uh, so he, he's be going out at uh, uh blowing's place here this, this coming summer so we've got a little retirement place and our own little graveyard here for him but regret not being able to go up to saratoga first time i've not been up there probably in 30 35 years mm-hmm. looking at a picture here on the wall one called Artemis Hawk that won for me with Jerry Bailey riding and Billy Mott training back in 1994. So missed not going up there this year and didn't get to make it up there last year because uh, the wife was sick. But uh, I think uh, 2020 is going to be a good year from here on out. I'm very optimistic they're going to get this get, get the tracks going back again. So I've got a positive outlook. My glass is half full, not half empty. So, Ken, do you think we could uh, maybe bait Barbados a little bit and say that you're really seriously 95% chance you may come back? I'm thinking about it seriously. I missed not going down there last year, but uh, my two friends, my two best friends down there, Sir David Seal, won it last year, and then uh, Mr. Nick won it the year before, uh, Mr. Nick's son. So uh, uh, the people that's won since I've not been out of the last two years are good friends of mine, and so uh, glad they could win, but uh, tell them they may have a little competition down there in 2021. Yeah, I'd say, uh, what, about five, five years ago, I called you begging for a horse to take down there the race. You turned and said, well, I'll just take mine. <laughs> and next thing you know, we've won three, uh, what, we've had three wins, two seconds, a fourth, and a third. Never All run horses. worse than second. Wow. <laughs> and we have made a lot of really lifelong good friends, and they appreciate the international press that you, that you bring when you do come because they do get this. So they're building a new track, too. They're re- regrowing the turf track as we speak and going under lights. So they're making changes to try to keep up with the, the with the industry. 
we'll try to help them out any way we can because they've been super nice to me. Mr. Ramsey, we appreciate your time. Thank you so very much for joining us on here. We hope to have you on again soon. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Your reputation has preceded you because uh, uh, my, all four of my kids also graduated from Page Creek High School. There we go. All right. <laughs> we won't talk about uh, that. was a Jeff- long time ago <laughs> that I was there. I wasn't going to bring up the story about Jeff playing poker for pennies at my parents' house in high school and then mom always keeping his side. <laughs> <laughs> thank you much, Okay, Mr. I enjoyed being on. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you. Then another person we're going to talk to, I think, is somebody that's uh, that's very important, especially now. And this is something that's really come about in the last five to ten years. It's exploded, and, and, it, and it's really the, it, someone that's trying to help. And Bluegrass Behavioral Health Services is one of those. Jim, I know that you know Jill very, very well. And uh, it's basically... Uh, medication management and it's something that is needed right now not just in kentucky but all over yeah i've been fortunate enough like say joe and i've been close friends for many many years and uh, she's had the opportunity to um after 25 years of uh, service in the mental health business uh, they're going to uh, uh, open a new location in the old kroger center in versailles um and that should be open up here by the time we're actually on the air. And we're trying to, to try to tie that in with Keeneland and their backstretch people. Uh, we understand that there's a six-week wait in Keeneland uh, for addiction care for people who are trying to uh, get help at the locations in Lexington. So opening in Versailles will service not only Versailles, Georgetown, Lawrenceburg, and the backstretch of Keelan. And uh, we're going to get Jill on the line, let her talk more specifics about it and how it's servicing and that you don't always have to come in to get your subscription um, done. They can do it via through um, through iPhone apps and, uh, and to where if you're on the backstretch and you're working, you don't have time to leave the barn, the barn will come to you. You know, and the, through, through the phones. Well, let's bring Jill in. Jill Webb, the owner of the Bluegrass Behavioral Health Services, and talk a little bit more about what she is intending to do. So, Jill, tell us a little bit about what Bluegrass Behavioral Health Services actually does. Well, I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner, and I provide medication management for mental illnesses, including depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, PTSD. I also have a therapist that's going to be in the office to provide individual and group therapy. We treat at Bluegrass Behavioral Psychiatric Illnesses as well as addiction and substance abuse. So I also provide medication management for opioid dependency, and that's mostly uh, heroin. That also includes oral opioids such as Oxycontin, Lortab. Mm-hmm. That is exploded. So we're doing a little years, bit of both it? there at the at the new clinic. And that that's pretty much exploded over the last few years, hasn't it? Well, absolutely. Um, well, with with this the heroin epidemic, but the difference th- uh, between my clinic and most of the maintenance clinics for opioid dependency is that I'm going going to be providing psychiatric treatment as well. So I would assess, diagnose, and manage 
someone with a mental health disorder. So is your office open already, or are you in the process of opening that office? In the process. The goal is probably late August, the 1st of September. There we go, Julie. I really, really do appreciate you taking the time to come in to it and talk with us. You know, and I've already explained to the regional areas of Frankfurt, uh, Versailles, Georgetown, Lawrenceburg, Danville. Um, I will mention you told me one day you've had actually clients that will drive two hours just to meet with you. Right, from Somerset, um, Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's just, it's really a needed, um, you know, treatment here um, for Versailles and surrounding areas. Um, So hopefully we can provide these guys with the treatment they need instead of, you know, driving. I will also, one thing I need to um, explain as well is that we will be doing a lot of telehealth. So uh, with COVID-19, definitely Initially, while this emergency is going on, we will be providing mostly uh, teleservices. Joe, what's the easiest way for people to get a hold of you? If to, to is it uh, email, a phone number? Why don't you give that out for everyone? Well, initially, uh, we well, <laughs> I do not have either of those right now. Unfortunately. Uh, I will give a phone number that clients can call and we can, um, for questions, but not yet scheduling until we get going. And that is area code 859-494-1421. And again, I'm Jill Patterson. I'm a family nurse practitioner as well, well as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Yeah, I might say, too, when it, it, for us laymen uh, to track you down, if you drive into Versailles and you know where the old Kroger Center is, uh, you take a left at Kentucky Fried Chicken and take your first left, and you drive straight into your office. So, I mean, uh, when it comes time, we're going to line people up from Keeneland to come help you that, that need grooms that we're having problems with, can't get treatment, and through your telehealth, it'll be advantage of them to be able to work with you on Versailles as well as they travel the tracks around the country. Um, so, I think... Jill, you, you know, Patterson, if I uh, might have called you by your maiden name earlier, uh, thanks for your help, and, uh, and um, happy birthday to your daughter. <laughs> thanks so much, absolutely. And uh, we'll be getting the uh, advertisement out. Um, it's, the address is actually 527 Marcells Road, and that's in Versailles, 40383. Much easier than take a left at the Kentucky Fried Chicken and drive straight ahead. Right, right, right. That's yes. Jill, once again, thank you very much. And then I, I hope that you're very successful because it is a need that is uh, huge here in, in this whole area, uh, not just Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee. It's just amazing the hold that sure this stuff is. has on people. And uh, we wish you all the best. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Jill. And our thanks to Jill Patterson of Bluegrass Behavioral Health Services for coming on the big show today. So long from Lexington, Kentucky, and our thanks to the Horse Racing Network for the use of their studios for the Track Kitchen. We were walking.
watching that night.